bring you back. Yeah, we can make uh, whereabouts. Uh, there should be a cafe around here somewhere. Welcome to the Trady HQ podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Trady HQ, Australia's first co-working and business incubator aimed specifically at trade-based businesses. Hey guys, welcome back to the Trady HQ podcast. My name is Dan and today I'm joined by Jeremy O'Donoghue and Yasmin. Uh, the guys are from These guys are from Smart Homes, which is a part of the BGC residential group. And of course, BGC are one of Trady HQ's amazing sponsors. Um, Jeremy, how are you, mate? You're very good. Thank you for having us. Uh, no dramas. Yasmin, how are you? Really good, thank you. Very good. Uh, so today we wanted to do this as a bit of an introduction to to yourself, Jeremy, and you, Yaz, as well, to get a bit of a background on on how you guys are, have gotten into where you are now, but also uh, to pass on a few tips and, and pointers for people who might be looking at getting into the, the property market as a new home builder in the Perth market, which, of course, at the moment, you know, we're in, uh, we're in July 2021 and things have gotten a little bit crazy on the, uh, on the new home construction side of things here in Perth. Um, but there are still things that you can keep in mind and especially not only if you're looking at building a new house but also if you're in the middle of building a house at the moment as well and, and ways to sort of uh, keep on top of it to save yourself some, some time, stress and money. So, mate, did you want to uh, give us a bit of an intro on, on your background and what brought you to... Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Jeremy O'Donoghue, uh, currently working uh, for Smart Homes for Living. I've been helping people into homes for roughly around 14 years and, yeah, it's sort of eventuated where I love property. It's a, a passion of mine, so property and boats are my two biggest passions and I like people too. I find people interesting, so I essentially I love helping people into homes. Yeah, good stuff. And so how did it all start? Like what, what got you into the property market? How old were you? Like yep. Yeah, well, I was uh, 23, I think, when I started into the property industry and I was actually down the marina and uh, a young guy rocked up in a car and I sort of said, oh, what's that guy do to a friend of mine? And he said he helps people into homes and I like the look of him and like the look of his car, so I said, well, give us a job. So that was how it worked. I was at uni at the time, so I quit uni and went for an interview and uh, got the role. Yeah. And that was it? That was it. Here we are now. Yeah. Yep. So across all across that time and, and the experience that you've had in the industry, what's what are some of the points that, that you've – um, adopted and, and the way that you deal with people that you think is you know sets you guys apart from from yep. the rest. Yeah, I think the main thing um, being in the industry for so long and seeing sort of the good, bad, and the ugly. I think the important thing is um, to make sure that you're developing a relationship with uh, the people that you're helping and really care about the outcome of the home. So, you know, a lot of people out there will sign people up in first appointments, second appointments, not really care about you know, the relationship and the experience that they're getting and the outcome of the home. Um, we sort of slow things right down to make sure people are having a good experience, are fully educated on all the decisions that they're about to make about what they're getting, inclusion, spec, value. Um, yeah, and just to really drive the outcome of, of an awesome home is, is paramount to, to us. Yeah, okay. And so we, you mentioned their home and experience. So obviously that's the sort of the hybrid that forms HomeX, which is your online presence that, that I follow on Instagram and I see a lot of uh, a lot of posting there. And what I've seen is there's a lot, of, a lot of information that you're throwing out there, obviously free of charge because it's on social media, but yep. it's all based around helping prospective yeah. home buyers make the right decisions at yep. the beginning or throughout the build and that sort of stuff. is that Was that the intent yeah. from the start? Yeah, that was the intent there. So obviously I've learned a lot over the years and seen 
um, how to build things the right way and the wrong way. Um, and then I've also found that a lot of people, uh, yeah, don't really care about the client and clear about care about the spec. So essentially, everything I'd learned over fourteen years, um, I'm off. I put onto all my social channels, and I've got a, a brand called Homex, and that stands for Experience of the Client. So essentially, yeah, everything on that is um, everything I know. Everything I've learnt, the good, the bad, the ugly, what people can actually ask their builder to make sure they're getting better value, better getting better equality. So essentially you don't need to build with me. Um, you could come and see me and be building with someone else and have a cup of coffee and I can overlook a plan and make sure that you know you are getting value for money, uh, room sizes are good, flow of the home's good, solar orientations. So all the outcomes that I would want if I was building, I'm happy to pass them on. Yeah, right. And so... What what are your thoughts around that? Do you think is 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 that a completely selfless gesture where you think, well, look, it's what I know. Like, there's no point in keeping it close to my chest. If I put it out there and someone gets some value from it, who knows that yeah. it might come around? Yeah, hundred percent. That's what it's all about. Yep. So, you know, yeah, you don't need you don't need to build with me. You don't need to build with anything uh, anyone within our companies. It's purely helping people um, get educated themselves so then they can go and make their own informed decisions, whether that's with me or another building company. Um, it's what it's all there to do. Eventually I want to sort of go to information sessions too and they'll be free of charge where people can come come along, ask any questions, um, and then hopefully I can give them the right answers and they're more educated so on their journey they'll make the better decisions uh, moving forward. Yeah, no, I can and I can, I can personally attest to... The value in that because I remember back uh, it's probably 12 years ago now I guess uh, my wife and I we'd bought a place in Nolamara and the intent was that we would sort of do the standard thing for Nolamara back then was develop it live in the front and back and do that whole shuffle sort of thing and and we'd reached out to a couple of people uh, one of the guys who was a local real estate agent by the name of Dave Weir he um, we sort of we hit him up and said look would you mind having a meeting you know we just want to get some info around the viability of doing this like is it actually worth the effort based on what it could pr- prospectively be worth and he came around free of charge at you know a time that was outside of business hours because we had a young family and we were working and so he came around spent an hour and a half with us just going through his experiences yep. and that sort of thing and then he passed us on to a guy by the name of frank ferraloro who you guys are probably familiar with as one of the designers over at, at bgc yeah and he again spent you know again there was no We'd signed no documents. It was just literally a matter of a bit of a chat. He took us into the office, gave us a rundown, did some like basic designs. And in the end, we like, nah, it's not worth it. So we didn't do it. However, when we sold that house, we sold it through David Weir. Yep. When we bought and built our, built our next house, we did it through Frank. Yeah. So it was that thing, you know, they, they certainly didn't put any hard sell on us. Yeah. We were just gracious for the time that they'd spent with us and passed on that information. So yeah. yep. I think, you know, what you're doing is great because – you know, like you say, there's no you're not forcing anyone into anything. It's just a transparent discussion, providing some information, allowing those people who, you know, when you're in the market of sort of first and second home builders, they don't have the experience. They might not have the experience within their family or their friend yeah. group, you know. So they are completely um, placing their trust in the person in front of them. Yeah. And if that person is solely driven by KPIs and, you know, signing up houses and that sort of thing they're not going to get the right information. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what I found, you know. So a lot of people out there will sign people up and take deposits in the first appointment and these young first home builders, they don't even know what plans they're getting, spec they're getting, they haven't even got a block. 
So, yeah, this information is about to say, hey, guys, you get educated, you slow down, you can make the right decisions long-term for yourself and your family. Yeah, I think slowing down is a is a key point there. Like, don't – especially, I don't know, I, I'm not uh, exposed to it, but you would have been for sure, is that when the government brought in all these grants and that sort of thing, I would imagine that would have been a massive, massive point for where a an unscrupulous um, – new home salesperson, new build salesperson would be able to use that as leverage to get people to sign on the dotted line under the threat of like, oh, you, you'll lose the grant if your yep. slab's not down by this time, so you need to make a decision now. Yeah, that's exactly what, what did happen. Yeah, and obviously it's carried through now too, so there's it's still happening out there today. Um, last week we had someone come and see us and they'd signed up in a first appointment with, with a particular building company. Uh, she didn't know what house she was getting, what plan she was getting, room sizes, specification, they took her money, so... We actually helped her out, educated her, and yeah. And, you know, for the listeners out there who have been around the traps for long enough and that sort of thing, it's easy to say, well, how could you sign, you know, how could you sign for something that you don't know what you're getting? But the simple fact is it's unfortunately there are, like I said, the salespeople out there that, that are preying on the vulnerable ultimately yeah, and not affording them because it is, it's a long game, right? So that lady who you speak of now, the experience that she's had, is she likely to build with that company again yeah never yeah, never no. you know and it might be it might be 20 years down the track and that salesperson might be of the opinion of like well you know i'll all have worked for 10 different builders by that stage yeah but i mean that's that's the difference i guess in the mentality of that particular salesperson and what you guys are trying to build yeah 100 percent. And, and what you'll find <laughs> also is that particular person works for a building company that doesn't offer good value mm. doesn't offer good quality so they're trained to sign people up as soon as they can because if they went and did their research and went and talked to three or four different building companies, there's no way that they would win the business because it would clearly be demonstrated through, you know, this client getting educated. They wouldn't go back to Builder A. They'd find someone that they're comfortable with that offers good value, offers good quality, um, yeah, and they'd lose the business. Yeah. So what, with that in mind, what, what sort of advice would you give to people looking at choosing a builder? Yeah, good question. So the first thing I would um, highly recommend is you actually sit down with three or four different building companies um, and you make it a very slow process. There's no reason why you need to rush into signing a building contract or paying a deposit. So take your time, go and see three and four different people, um, get a full set of plans, get a full specifications, make sure that you're going to stand on your block or go, in, go to the area where your block will be so you can see what you're uh, where you're going to build, go through homes under construction, go through display homes and really understand what the house is that you're going to build. Because a lot of people will try and sign you up on a plan too, but a plan doesn't really give you any proper orientation of room sizing, ceiling heights, light orientation, um, proper specification. So you need to go out and see all these things. And if the builder doesn't want to take you out to a display, doesn't want to take you out to a home under construction, take you out to your block, just say no thanks and go and find someone that really cares about you, your journey and uh, and the outcome of your build. Yeah, because it is a massive commitment, right? It's a big decision. It's a massive commitment. And for the person that is just churning and burning homes, they probably become detached to a degree with yeah. like, oh, all it's, right, it's whatever, a I'll move on to the next person. Correct. It's a and numbers that's, game. That's what happens, you know. It becomes a widget. It becomes um, a sales breath. So it's just purely about how much to get paid for a home. It's a, it's a commission breath where if I was building or, you know, my brother or my mum or my dad was building, you'd want them to have a good experience. You'd want them to be informed. 
Um, and yeah, that, that's essentially why we've created HomeX and why we work for who we do, because we do care. And the other thing, like you mentioned before, is that if you if you don't, you know, if you are signing a contract off a plan, there's so many variables subject to where that plan is built as to, in actual fact, what will the windows look like? Is Correct. there an Overwatch consideration? You know, like in all the, I mean, I saw it all on, you know, when Frank was designing ours, there's so many considerations yeah. subject to not only the block of land, but the yeah. council and all these different things, you know. They've all got different rules about facades and yeah. fences yeah. and yep. Wind crossovers and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, so the other thing too is like where you have your outdoor area. So your prominent wind in WA is a southwesterly. So if your block's facing this southwest and you come home in the afternoon it's a 35 knot southwester you don't really want to go sit out there and have a beer and uh and cook a barbecue so you really need to understand how the home is positioned on the block because it, it becomes like a, a little bit of a living creature you know it's not just a home on a block and away you go you need to consider all these things uh, solar orientation light mm. light coming into living areas bedrooms heights of windows all of the above whereas a lot of these are uh, these wham bam thank you ma'am building machines they don't go into all this stuff no and so what what do you think what are some of the traps so what are when you think about people let's say they've progressed past that point and they're, they're happy they've paid the deposit and now they're they're getting into the uh the pre-start phase i guess where they need to start selecting what they're going to include in the base build and what they might plan to do later on themselves in order to you know save a bit of a bit of money at the front end what's what are some of the things that you think are basically non-negotiables in terms of getting done at the at the start yeah good question so i think the main thing um at the start is to get the structure right because later on you can't change the structure or you can but it'd be obviously very expensive so it's important you're getting the structure right as far as ceiling heights room sizes uh, garage heights for cars uh, sizing of alfrescos little things like internal painting and and down lights and air cons you can always add later on so when you're dealing with um, your first build obviously everyone is on a budget so it's important that you do stick to your budget because obviously you don't want to overcommit and you still want to have a life. So essentially I would say focus on the structure and get that right. And if you have to take out air cons or a little bit of the glitz and glamour, you can always do it yourself later on once you've managed to save up some money, pay cash for it and they can come and, uh, come and install it after. Yeah. And so I think one thing you touched on there obviously is a, with a tradie background is, is garage height. Yeah. You know? And I remember when we were building our house and, and other things that we've done, my wife always struggled with the whole visualisation of everything and that was a, another bit of a pain point for us, whereas obviously me being in the construction industry, I've got no dramas looking at a plan and the elevations and understanding where things are. Is there anything that you guys provide that is a little bit more, um, I guess, tangible or yeah, like in question. terms of like 3D rendering or, or, uh, or anything that presents things a bit more yeah well, what so a part of my process is one i hate sitting in the office so whatever plan that you would be looking at i think it's very important to go and meet at a home that's very similar yeah so yep. we got 20 odd displays that that's we go better on. than 3d right yeah uh, go to the real person. deal yeah so a lot of people try and sign you up with a, uh, a brochure we'll say right well let's go and have a look at a display if we haven't got it built as a display we can go through something that we're actually building so you can get a very true indication of how your home will actually end up. Mm. Uh, it's very surprising that people will think a room at 2.3 by 2.6 for a bedroom three or bedroom four is sufficient. 
until we go out and we walk into a room which should be about 3 by 3 3.5 by 3.5 and I show them how small this room would be. Two point something is tiny. Yeah. So that, that, that's what a lot of people actually signing people up on, you know. And if you yeah. get out there, it's not practical. It's not good for resale. Um, and, yeah, your kids are going to sort of not be happy living in a little little room. Yeah. <laughs> so and and – Typically, how it, what, so you guys would just meet on site or you meet at the office and then you take them for a drive? How, how yeah. do you normally run things? So the first time we'd invite you into the office. We had a nice big showroom there with, uh, with some uh, free coffee and we'll just explain the process of home ownership and, and building a home. From there, we would then make another appointment to go out and have a look at blocks. So I'd actually meet you out on site and we'll drive in the car and I'll go and show you all your land um, availability options and from, from there you'll choose the best possible option for you and then we'll go out to a display or a home under construction and actually run through what you want in a home design. So we'll, we'll take the time and if we do get out there and you don't find a block you like or you don't find a design you like, we'll go back to the drawing board and make you sure that you're 100% comfortable with, um, with your outcome. And so is there, when you talk about, again, you know, obviously we're talking about, when we talk about first home builders, second home builders, there is, there is, there are obviously budget constraints. Is, if someone came to you guys and they chose a plan uh, that you had existing, is there, is there a huge cost at modifying that plan? No, not at all. So we won't charge you to make any changes. With, um, with smart homes, we've got that many homes as a standard homes if you told me essentially what you want whether it be four bedrooms three bedrooms theaters alfrescos i'd be able to give you at least three or four plans that were 99 percent with what you've told me you want then for any small tweaks we can customize it to suit yeah your own personal outcomes we don't charge you to make the change only if you add a brick or you add two bricks we'll just charge you for the two or one brick so to speak yeah 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 so if it affects the actual build cost, then that's where the cost yeah. is, not for the actual not for the change office based sort of graphical changes. Yeah, yeah, and that is important. So we actually have a uh, we've got design tools online as well, mm. so you can actually customize your own plan online, sit in your own lounge room, so you don't need to be in the office and sort of put under pressure. There, you can go away and have a think about how you live your life, um, what aspects of home your home that you actually like, like your outdoor people, do your theatre people, your computer people. So then you can come back to me with what I say, a wish list. Yep. And then my role would be to go and create your home about what you want. It's not, not nothing about me. Mm. See, a lot of these building companies too, they'll try and ram down a, a plan to a certain client that suits them because it's quick and easy. Yep. But they're not building the home. The client's building the home. So it's very important to listen to um, what the client wants and deliver what they want. Yeah, that's it. But I think, uh, yeah, and, but as well as that, like it's great – for you to be able to provide your insight as well and say, hey, guys, look, yeah, it's, it's great that you want this. Um, 100%. Here's a little bit of information based on my experience. You know, if you went with this or that, then, you know, you, yep. whatever benefit that is, livability, um, future value, resale yep. and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So ha- having done it for uh, for 14 years, there's plenty of tricks of the trade in there and that's what I'll, I'll essentially listen to them and then I'll give them my expert advice as far as, you know, resale, flow, light, heights, um, and all of the above. And what you'll find, obviously, if you sat down with myself and you sat down with someone that was doing it for a sort of like a six-month period, um, I would hope that I would offer you a better design outcome so ultimately you end up with a better home once you get your keys. Yeah, or, yeah, that's right, which is which I'm sure would happen. But I think the other thing that people would appreciate along the way is the guidance and the time and the information and the 
I guess care, you know, because yeah. it's it's a pretty big deal, and yeah. to have and to feel as though you've got that sort of trust with the person who's who's providing you that home, I think is is massive. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, I've got a test, a self test. I call it a mum test. So everything that I do for clients, I'd say to myself, would I be happy if my mum did this or built this or had this product in this location? My answer is no. I wouldn't do it for a client. It's a good test. It's a good test. Um. So how do you see the next, I don't know, two years, three years? Like what's, what, what's your, what are your feelings about the market? And yep. Yeah, it's definitely busy out there. So obviously through all government stimulus, um, lots of builders signed up uh, a lot of people, which obviously takes up a lot of the trades. Um, essentially, though, if you're a first-time builder, your option is one, to stay at home or two, to go and rent a, rent a home. Um, if you stayed at home, obviously that's fine. Um, but if you were to go and rent with rising rent prices, you could essentially own your own home for what you're paying in rent. So renting is not something that I'd recommend. It's never sort of really sat well with me. I'd rather own own your own home and have your own asset base that obviously your money's working towards you. So, yeah, it is busy out there. Um, I would still recommend people get into your own home, though. Mm. Yeah, it might take a little bit longer, two, three, four, five months longer. But if you play the long game, um, essentially in 12 to 15 to 18 months, you will get keys to uh, to your own very brand new home. Yeah, and that's where you stand to generate the most equity in your investment, right, is if you build build yourself. Yeah, build yourself, yeah. You, you're sort of, you know, you're getting land cheap, you're getting a brand new home with a, a very high level of spec, very, at a very good value, um, yeah. And it's a, you know, it's they call it the property ladder for a reason. Sometimes I think, and I, you know, it's my experience with with younger friends is that they want to uh, race into trying to get a property in the suburb they grew up in. Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. And, uh, <laughs> thought we could do that. Um, yes, yeah, so I'd definitely recommend you know using using property as a, as a ladder as a stepping stone. Um, to me, this the longer you leave it, you're not in the market. The more ultimately you're going to pay. So I would suggest get in the market, get into what you can afford and then use that as a stepping stone to go and do number one, number two, number three to ultimately get where you want to live. Yeah. And obviously the benefit of going building with someone like yourself who's got that experience, you've seen a couple of cycles. Yeah. You can provide that guidance as opposed to someone who's just gotten into the industry because they identified it as being a boom and like, well, it's a good opportunity to make some quick money Yeah, as, yep. a, as, a, as a home salesperson. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, property is a passion of mine. It's something that I strongly believe in. Uh, built many times and own, own a fair few homes. When I was actually 15 or 16, I wrote a letter to a bit of a property mentor who has uh, – as many homes. So, yeah, it's been a long, long learning career for me and that's another thing that I'm passionate about helping first-time builders um, is passing all the knowledge that I've been fortunate enough to learn on to these younger people. Um, and that's essentially obviously through all my social media. All the information is free. Uh, you can be building with any builder in Perth and if you want to come in for a cup of coffee and run through your plan and orientations and, and flow of a plan and value and spec, I'm, I'm more than happy to uh, answer any calls. That's awesome. Uh, Yasmin, have you got anything to add to any of that? Um, yes, I could say that my role with helping Jeremy out is I do most of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So when a client comes in, initial contact, and then they make some customization skills, I'll be like straight onto that as soon as the appointment's done and then we get all the plan done, sent to the clients. So it's a really fast 
turnover rate to get everything to the client like they're our first priority um, and then once they've signed up I'm like following their job from start to end of construction so making sure everything's running smoothly nothing goes wrong um, if they need an update I can get them an update in a basically a couple of minutes um, just she, she's underplaying that she's an absolute jet <laughs> I don't really very do a humble, lot. Very I, humble. I don't do a lot. So a lot of the plans and the customization is all Yaz. Customer service is all Yaz. Um, yeah, and that's a big focus for us, Yaz, as far as relationships with people. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, basically, I love what I do, and my favourite part is really helping the clients um, get like a house that just suits their values and their lifestyle. Like I love designing, um, and then yeah, I just yeah really love it. That's awesome. No, I think that's a massive uh, part of – and it comes through, you know, when people are passionate about what they're doing, people can see it straight away. And similarly, when they're not and they know and the person who is selling them the biggest decision of their life is distracted or, you know, they're not they're not showing them the amount of attention that you think you deserve, you're probably showing them less attention than you'd get from Coles at a mm, checkout. And you're yeah. like, mate, I'm spending yeah. $350,000, $400,000 with you. Like I would like a little bit – of at least answering my emails or getting yeah. back to me because, like I said before, you, when you that entrenched in the uh, in the the churn and burn sales side of it, you might have a family who is falling apart mm. off the fact that you didn't get back to their email yeah. for three days because they're stressed out about oh you know now this variation is going to cost us or, or whatever the problem is. Yeah. So you don't you, you lose track of the fact that the amount of anxiety you could be imposing upon someone else yeah, is, yeah. is something you're completely oblivious to. Yeah, it's a big thing in the industry, you know, because you know any, at any one time you could be dealing with uh, ten different clients each month, um, but for that one client, they don't care about the other nine clients that you're dealing with. No. So a lot of these reps, they won't get back to people. They want it to phone calls, and in that client's world, this new home, first home, is the biggest single investment decision that they have probably made in their life. And if someone's not getting back to them, if they haven't got access to plans, to specs, to uh, to the person, it's not good. Um, and, and it shouldn't be the way for this client. You know, They deserve better customer service, a better level of respect, um, and, and a better experience. Just like you'd give to your mum, basically. <laughs> it's a mum test. <laughs> yeah, for Correct. sure. No, I think that's a great metric to measure like how you're dealing with it. Like, yeah. Would you not? Would you want your mum to sit there with an email unanswered while she's stressed out to the max? Of course yeah. you wouldn't. And so it's great that you guys work that well as a team because I know again, you know, to have, uh, like I say, when we dealt with Frank, he was great as well. Same thing. Like he was always there. And to be honest, he wasn't even. You know, once he had done his part, he didn't really have any obligation to do anything for us beyond that. But yep. he had always said, you know, like I'll be that point of contact. Let me know, and I'll if yep. I need to, I'll yeah, I'll follow it up through sort of in the background so um so yeah no i uh, i think it's great uh, i suppose a lot of our clients are first home builders and a lot of them are like around my age so i think every step from signing up to handover is like a step they've never experienced before mm. so there's like different words that might come up in construction or their plans like they don't understand so i think it's really important that we're available 24-7 to answer, like, any questions. Otherwise, I would imagine you feel stressed and alone in the process when you're spending a lot of money if you don't understand what's going on. Yeah, for sure. And, it's again, it's it's another point of comfort knowing that there's someone, like I say, closer to their age, closer to their period in life where they don't feel um, 
threatened or conscious for asking what they might think is a stupid question. Mm. As we all know, there's no such thing as a stupid question. But, you know, if it's your first time and you're faced with someone who is completely removed from your period of life, you probably feel a little bit intimidated about asking questions and the question you don't ask could be... 